Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Hey, do you want another baby? Coming in hot. Well, you're always like, we need to make these episodes snappier. We need to get straight to the point. People don't like us to hear us just blab, blab, blab. We want to get right to it. Let me just say that the number one type of text, email, DM is about the interludes, the the jokes and the things that we make up or that we talk about. Like that's what people... Are, they are find always reaching it, out yeah, of. they find it really entertaining. You know, there's all these rules around how to do a podcast. And uh-huh, it's like, uh-huh. you know, the first 30 seconds is what engages people. And it's true. I mean, it's true, especially. So, if, so my opener was awesome. It was awesome. Right. Exactly. It's right in line with the quote unquote rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all know that I am the rule follower in the family. Do you know that I love rules? I do know that you love rules. <laughs> I just, I just hate Blanket statements like we are sorry. Okay, well, I feel like a see. tangent is coming on, but like we have lost completely lost an ability in our society to see any sort of nuance, and that's way not related to what we're here to talk about. But I know, like, but you clearly have a feeling. Yeah, I mean, well, doesn't matter. We're both rule followers. No, no, no. I want to just share your feeling. Give it okay. five seconds. Okay. <laughs> Give it a minute. Give it a minute. We're we're so addicted to wanting the the thing that means everything like we want to say something and it has to be completely right and it has to be exactly what the case is and we've just people have lost an ability to live within the gray area can you give us an example nuance so here's one example where that kind of strikes home for me recently it's been some really devastating floods in eastern kentucky that's where I'm from, and many places that I knew as a kid are completely gone now, um, and it's been really sad. And as we also know, that is deeply, deeply red Trump country. And, um, you know, many of those people probably, you know, whatever. Do they believe in climate change or all this? And there's a lot of takes out there. There's a lot of opinions out there about about the type of people that were affected by that, right? Tragedy aside, even the tragedy aside, the conversation that typically happens about people in, say, rural mountain towns is completely, people just want to, like, assign a blanket stereotype to them. Like, there's nuance there. Like, yeah, there's some truth in... The, you know, the statements about lack of education, about lack of perspective and worldviews and blah, 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 blah. Like there's there's a lot of stereotypes are based in some aspects of truth or at least present day truth. It frustrates me so much for people's just desire to to just, oh, I know I know about those folks like I know in relationship to the because of how they voted Mm -hmm. then then that defines everything about them totally and and I want to come back to that I just want to clarify and this is coming up right now with the flooding are people being mean I think there are some people that are being mean with every issue saying what like saying like stuff like bet they believe in climate change now okay they're not actually celebrating their death no I haven't seen that 
That's really terrible, babe. And I just want to acknowledge two things. One, that that has been, I have watched you take up for the people that you grew up with in rural Kentucky and Kentuckians in general. I've watched you take up for your people and your community many times in the face of large blanket statement assumptions and the polarization that's happening politically. And I just, I appreciate the way that you always return back to humanity. And I find that you know, you and I can have conversations about stereotypes and where they come from. And there's a mutual respect for each other and where we come from. And also, you know, kind of a curiosity, like where do these stereotypes come from? And also, I've never heard you say like, all people in this category are blank. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe interesting to pay attention to when we have like positive things like, positive things that we say about like a group of people and do we blanket that as well it's something to pay attention to but I've watched you take up for that the other thing is that I really want to apologize because it has crossed my mind so many times to ask how you're doing I mean I have absolutely no excuse other than like it crosses my mind and then I don't follow up with it you are so good at being attuned to my feelings. And so I just wanted to apologize for not always following up specifically about this issue. Thanks, babe. I mean, I appreciate that. I think it's been impacting me at like a under the surface level of late. And so appreciate that uh, you checking in. <clears throat> I think you're right. It just frustrates me. And, you know, I blame, <laughs> which <laughs> trying to avoid a blanket statement here, but it's just I blame in some ways kind of our kind of our capitalistic culture in this drive to like be the best and this drive to know more have an edge and with that it comes like being able to categorize people being able to get things done more efficiently and everything becomes politicized everything becomes an ad campaign everything becomes a commodity everything becomes how does it drive profit because it's just constantly seeking more and more ways to commodify when you work to commodify something theoretically or you know in actuality you have to categorize it you know you have to put it in a box so that you can define it and it's just frustrating to me let me ask you because i feel like this has been an ongoing like you've straddled this for as long as i've known you that you grew up in a household that opted out of a lot of the capitalistic asks like no TV, no cable, no internet, lots of manual labor, lots of doing for oneself, you know, not a lot of, oh, we'll buy the thing to help with the thing, right? No central air, for example, right? Like there's a lot. Hot AF. Yeah. And don't you dare, listener, put that into a blanket statement. It's the coolest house in the whole world <laughs> and not temperature wise. Let me just be clear. It is an amazing way of living that I really have appreciated. And then, sorry, and then going college and really feeling like you are finding your, like the, the framework for those values and then going on to do the work that you do in the environmental world. So and now you're working with men to build deeper community. And each one of those things is going against the prescription. And also you and I have like figured out like, where do we straddle that? I mean, you, you've mm -hmm. always yeah. talked about ways in which you have flexibility. Like when people say, oh, I drove my car here. I think we've used that example before. Oh, I drove my car here instead of biked, they say to the environmental activist. And 
you're like, yeah, of course you drove your car here. Like, cool. (laughs) Me too. You know, and you know, you straddle that. And I just, I'm curious because sometimes you'll, you know, when asked this question, you'll kind of go back in time and you're like, you know what? I don't want to do any of it. Right. And it's like, I wonder if you can explain how you've straddled that over time or Mm. how how you're straddling it now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great question. One add on, because I think a lot of people want out and they feel very much trapped in the cycle of capitalism. The first thing that comes up for me is a release, is that you don't need to know everything. Everything doesn't have to make sense, and that's okay. To be able to live in uncomfortability is a real key, in my opinion, to existing in this world, because everything is uncomfortable. At some point, you're not going to fully understand or like have a handle on it, and at, at all times, if you're not able to embrace that vulnerability... I guess one thing I approach this from making change in the world and how do we make change. And one of the ways that I've found in terms of creating change is through creating connection and through connecting with people and through relating to people and us all understanding that in one way or the other, we're all interconnected in a lot of different ways. We're interconnected with nature. We're interconnected with ourselves. We're most interconnected with our family, but then that breeds, I mean, we are, we are totally interconnected just like nature and with nature across the world. And because of that, one of the ways that I see we make change is by connecting with each other. One of the quotes, I think I've said it on the podcast, you're never going to connect with somebody or you're never going to change someone's mind unless they feel like you respect them. And not that you have to be a leader, but like everybody wants to like, you know, prophetize in, in kind of that way. Isn't that a hard word to oh say? Oh my God, I, I struggle with it, it so well, much. You, 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 on top prophetize, of Prophetize? Uh, proselytize? With, and there's an additional <laughs> lisp involved. Hold on. Let me try to say it. Proselytize? No, my, it sounded exactly the way you said it. No, you kind of add this. Like your S's are much more pronounced. Hold on. Hold on. Proth. I mean, it's like a T-H-E-S-T-I-Z-E-Z-W-Z. <laughs> Let me just say, I appreciate you naming that about me. You have to be able to live in the uncomfortability and vulnerability of life. You're not going to understand everything. And if you strive to understand and have complete control of everything, you're just going to place everything into categories and make assumptions about everyone and, in my opinion, never get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything you shared. Thank you, sweetie. I imagine a lot of people would get a lot of comfort out of what you're saying. It's, It's like you get, you offer so many breaks and that can be difficult for me sometimes because I think that breaks mean, you know, maybe I don't totally trust myself that I might just go off the deep end or in another direction altogether. Like, you know, we've had to get cut ourselves a lot of breaks since having Neo. It's like we literally can't keep up with everything. And we're having some friends over for dinner and they're very thoughtful, conscientious friends. And I'm a little like embarrassed that we don't have compost right now. You know, we had this great like homemade compost. And, yeah. You know, they're going to be like, where's the compost? And I'm going to be like, not in this neighborhood. At the landfill. Yeah, at the <laughs> landfill. It was funny. I was like even crafting my response to a question that's not been asked and a question that may not get asked but I was like we've just had to give up on some of our rules like some of the rules that we set uh since having neo and I've I've cut myself a lot of slack there and imagine that 
you know, I will return to a homeostasis that feels right for me once I don't feel so overwhelmed with all the things. Thank you, Neo. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. I love listening to you like the other day. So we've been taking these morning walks. We've got our route. It takes a certain amount of time in order for it to happen. I have to wake up early with you. Neo has to be in a good mood. He has to be well fed, have all the right snacks. The music the has to be perfect. stars literally have to align. Yeah. yeah. And the past two days, for whatever reason, you've walked out the door moments before I come down the <laughs> stairs. I'm going to make you sound like a terrible yeah, person. terrible. Yeah. I hear you coming and I like scuttle out. Yeah, you like run out and you're like, oh, sorry, missed you. Like, babe, I'm right here. So anyways, that's not totally true. Oh, you're there. Ooh. Whoops. Yeah. 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 So stars haven't aligned. And the other day you said you were like, it's okay. We're going to have many more family walks. And I was like, yeah, I got to let this one go. I got to let it go. Because my fear is, is that we won't keep up with the tradition that we are starting to build. And it's one that is so special to me because it reminds me of the days when you and I used to wake up early and walk. And all of those sweet things have been so distant. So, you know, I'm like, oh, we're never going to have it. You know, there's just these, like you said, blanket statements, these, whatever you said between gritted teeth when you first started, I hate what is it? Alls or nothings? Yeah. Yeah. All or nothing or. There's a word for that. We're just not going to capture it. Yep. So we didn't talk about babies. No, we did not. We, we got off on blankets. (laughs) We talked about baby blankets. No, we talked about big blankets. Oh, so I just wanted to say, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but this is what the podcast is about is you had a lot of emotion when you, when you've been talking today, lots of tears in your eyes, none, none dropped, but a lot of them like (laughs) swimming around in your eyes. You ain't lying. Right. And what, what is it? Like, what's up, babe? Oh, um, I feel like coming into coming into recording today, I was I was very much coming into a space where I was like, you know, when people talk about like when you have when you feel emotional, like take a breath and and sometimes a breath for me is like a day. Right. I've learned from you how good it is to then don't make that breath a lifetime. But my breaths are still longer than a literal breath. So that's where I was coming in. I think overall. All I feel a little like really undercut and misunderstood. You know, when you try to like you're literally saying one thing and then somebody is saying what you said or somebody is like just completely misrepresenting how you're showing up to a situation and you like can't get out of it. If you bring it back up, it will only just escalate the situation. It's just very in a lose-lose situation. 
I'm going to go ahead and just affirm that this is not about me. However. Yes, this is not about you. I know that. However, I am positive that you end up in a lose-lose situation with me a lot. And the escalating thing also applies with us. Separate from us, babe, you're being gaslit. I know the circumstances and that's what's happening. You know, it's like you're invisible, right? So that's a like a neglect thing. And being invisible, it's like you you start to ask yourself the question, why the fuck am I even here? Exactly. Like you said, you don't feel respected and then you don't feel valued and you don't feel listened to. And not being seen and listened to and heard is so challenging. When you say something and somebody talks over you, they say something else, they kind of repeat what you said, anything like that. It's like, okay, great. Yes, let's turn this back back around to you. Of course, we're going to talk about you right now. And then and then the other thing that you described of you say something, then it gets completely misinterpreted and misrepresented, but you're not allowed to speak your truth and say, "Hey, I just want to be clear that's not what I meant." Without that person getting upset, that's gaslighting. Well, and it's also wild because often I don't even feel like I'm living in reality. That's you know, gaslighting. Like, that's gaslighting. Like, wait, everything that we said didn't happen has totally happened. And I don't understand. Like none of it makes sense anymore. Like nothing makes sense. I know you need deep breaths and I think it's valuable for you to share this stuff with me. And I remember a walk the other day where you talked about it and I was able to give a little bit of feedback because what'll end up happening or what can happen is that you start to believe, like you start to believe a little bit of what they're saying and then also second guess yourself. And you're really good at looking at your part and being like, okay, where can I improve? And I remember we've had lots of conversations around like, who are you as a white man? Like, what do you bring to the the table what do you need what are you missing where are your blind spots and what are you not seeing and you're saying and really questioning that and you taking a hard honest look and then now you know the more I listen to you the more I'm like you know I just want to affirm for you that you're doing a great job and that none of this is true not you know and that's a little bit of a blanket statement and I mean it like none of it's true babe I really want to support you in knowing that because I don't want you to doubt yourself you're I just don't want you to doubt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I really appreciate that, babe. Thank you so much. What I'm trying to take out of it is not only my role, but like, what are some of the things that could have been done and can be done to build bridges in situations like these? Not necessarily within this situation, but in general, because I'm just so fascinated by, again, bringing it back to what I said before, like how we're creating connectivity and collaboration between each other. And so that's like where I'm focused. What could have been done? What more clarity could have been provided? So, At what points but in, let me yeah. stop you there because that's for people who are well. And, and yeah. when we're talking about people who are not well, like sometimes that doesn't work. You know that I've had circumstances in my life where I've had to say like, you cannot reason with an unreasonable person. Like you can't. And it can be a little crazy making to, to try, to try so hard. And you're just like, I went this angle. That didn't work. I went that angle. It didn't work. I went 
and this angle. It's a lot of effort and time. And I think just really knowing in your heart that there's a limit to what you can do or even should be doing and that you are a generous person who has gone above and beyond. So just, I, it's like part of me wants you to really feel into what I'm saying, which is like, you might not be collaborating with a well person in this instance. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. So what's one thing before we close, what's one thing that reminds you of our wedding on a regular basis? (laughs) What's one thing? (laughs) I had a moment there. Where I was like, shit, is it our anniversary? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know our anniversary. Both of us, for some reason, have a really hard time remembering that date. It is our anniversary month. It is our anniversary month. And I I knew it wasn't close, but I don't know why that thought crossed my mind. Oh, my God. Um, Trust me, we would have talked about it. What's one thing that that regularly reminds me? I think I, I honestly think about our vows a lot. And I think that's probably a good part because they're posted posted geez been on the computer too much because they are you know they're up on our wall they're framed and and up on our wall in our bedroom and I don't read them often but you know they're there and they're within my view and so think about a couple of them pretty regularly and that that really reminds me of our wedding great um do you know what mine is no uh-huh in any conversation we have when you say and that's okay uh-huh. Uh-huh. first of all you're crying in the video when you say that in during our vows and what are the words so they before both, they both have to deal with vows we're gonna have challenges yeah and our challenges will be many and, and that's, that's okay, okay. <sighs> It, get, it gets me every time. And, and our friends had seen our wedding video recently, and that also that also got them. It's also, you know, when one of us is crying, that's a pretty big deal. Relating it back as we kind of wrap up here to blanket statements in the terms of, you know, it's these narratives that we tell us about weddings and marriage. It's like, oh, it's, it's all bliss or it's all difficult. We want to label it as something. And in reality, it's a total mixture of both. Right. Like when people say marriage is amazing or marriage is hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there, there's like a there's like an avoidance of saying it's the both and it, yeah, for brevity's sake yeah, or for like clarity's no, sake. Yeah. People don't like complexity. They like to understand it. They like to put it in a box. They don't like it to be complicated. They don't they're not OK with the mystery of it being uh, open ended and the fact that they don't know from one day to another what they are going to experience or what life will bring them. And it's just, you know, it's a joke. You know, you can't. And it makes life harder. And if you surrender to the mystery, it can make life a lot easier. Now, that's easier said than done for all of us. But and, you know, if we understand it and set that intention, that can be the case. Last thing I want to say is it's interesting to me that you came into this conversation kind of raw. You talked about your roots, your family, your home, your home state, like something very deep and and important to you. And we were talking about a lot of just other topics. So I guess I'm just circling back to the ways in which we express ourselves in these, when we feel a lot of emotions, how interesting it is that it often comes back to core tenets like our marriage and home. 
when really you came in feeling wounded from, or, you know, like licking your wounds from a situation. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. It's like what to, to what means the most. So I didn't name that for nothing other than just to say that. Yeah. Thanks for naming that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Love you, babe. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.